Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Welcome back. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. This is Bite Size Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. You are tuning back in for the first ever two-part series, and I'm again talking with Sherry and Ruben Johnson uh, from Fly Media Productions. We're going to jump right back into where we left off. I think there's a lot of agencies that will, like I said, embrace a niche because they, the, they see the spot for the marketplace. And this is something you're, you're so passionate about to the point that you've got all these other side projects that support and embrace the overall, um, you know, science behind what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. You see that too. I mean, we've already, the industry itself is already, there's, there's, you know, professional organizations for industry professionals that we're part of who, you know, specific to the pleasure industry. So some within some of those sure. orgs, they've talked about some of the um, new businesses that have cropped up where it's obvious they're just looking at the data and all the, the figures around, you know, oh, you know, um, respect, um, you know, market cap for whatever, you know, X, Y, Z thing. And so they're making this new thing, but you can tell they're not in it for anything other than potential windfall of cash that they think is there. And I, the thing I really respect about this specific industry is that the people that are in it, by and large, are in it because it means something to them on the personal side. So most of the people who made the who are making the toys nowadays, who are making the videos, who are the educators, who are making other products, they're doing it for deeply personal reasons. And they, by and large, want to work with other um, business entities that are doing it for for reasons that are also equally important to them. So like you've got folks who are making toys because, you know, like one of our, our friends um, in the industry, um, he started a company. Uh, with a partner because he's disabled and he doesn't have full use and full dexterity of his of his limbs so he needed to make um they work together to create a toy for other disabled folks who don't have full use of their limbs and dexterity because it was wow. a deeply personal problem now yeah who who's going to do that other than people who have a deeply passionate personal reason for being involved and that's why like when you when you meet all the people we're meeting and building the connections and relationships, you see like this commonality of it matters. So when folks jump into the industry who it doesn't matters, they might have a bunch of VC backing. The industries kind of look at them like, yeah, I'm not certain about that. Like, um, and I really respect that. I appreciate that that is like, um, so that's part of why, you know, when we do our show and when we do our other projects, we just try to be very upfront about this is why we're doing it. It actually means something to us personally. And we want to leave, you know, we want to have the business impact, obviously. That's how you keep the doors open. But we want to have this personal impact over here. Um, and that's precisely why we got in, involved with the um, the organization called the Porn Conversation. Um, they're an international um, body that is basically about helping to change the, the narrative around sexuality, porn, and all of that. So it's about science-backed. Mm -hmm sex ed for youngsters, but also for adults, because like 
if you were raised like in our generation and in and, and, and generations previous, sex ed may have been only abstinence based or it may have been, you know, birds and literally the birds and the bees. Yep. Don't ask me any more questions. I'm uncomfortable now. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. well, that's not how you teach somebody something like like the, one of the analogies I love is when you're going to drive a car, you actually get an education. You know, you go to driver's ed, they give you books. They, they show you training manuals. You understand safety. So when you get behind the car and you do your driver's test and then you're given your license, you can drive in a safe way. You're not going to hurt other people on the road or, you, or your chances of hurting other people are, are significantly reduced. So that's why being part of this organization was important for us because we can have a part in you know, spreading uh, a message of education and, and awareness and, and literacy around the topic because there's so much out there, but so many of us were never really given the tools to be able to evaluate mm -hmm. the information um, from like a, a different perspective and a perspective of, of awareness and understanding, well, there's a difference between reality and fantasy, entertainment and reality. Um, we, mm -hmm. You know, you have film literacy with regular Hollywood movies. You have literacy around porn as well is really important. So that's why for us, this is, been a great opportunity it's being able to do something that we weren't able to benefit from when we were young people especially when we were first married it, it, i cringe to think about how little i knew I, I was so uncomfortable i was afraid to talk to my doctor about it like you know the commercials yeah. say, you know go talk to you talk to your doctor about this yep. and you know some some new drug and i'm like well i went to talk to my doctor and i couldn't even use you know, I was cringing <laughs> trying to say words like penis and vagina. I was so uncomfortable. My doctor's like, yo, like, I can't help you if you can't say the words. Like, you got to just get it out. You just got to say it. What are you trying to say to me? And I'm like, I don't, yep. I don't want other people to feel like that. Um, we should be able to, like, have a minimal um, – I uh, just forgot what I was going to say. Conversation. Yeah, conversation um, where folks can just talk about things and use – grown-up language and, and, and understand our own anatomy and, and how things work. I think it's really, really important. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of benefits from that. Yeah, when you I love that. When now, you do, when, when you do uh, like a, a Google search or whatever, most of, if you search a problem, you're going to get two, almost always going to get two answers. One is going to be like the psychology today answer, and then the other is going to be everybody sharing their opinions on why something that you're into is wrong and bad and you're this awful person. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, there's just so much in between that we need to hear and learn. You know what I mean? That's, that was my experience when I was trying to like figure out how I felt about things. Once I had the, like the rules of what it was okay and what wasn't when I was trying to figure out for myself what was okay and what was not like just doing a google search was overwhelming as hell it made me feel like a terrible yeah. person <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, you're either getting you're either getting a wikipedia page or you're getting somebody's opinion which yeah. you know kind of debunks what you're looking for yes um yeah and, and so do your side projects uh do they support your agency or are they just kind of also because I think it's more the latter, but I'll let you tell me. Do they support the agency or is it more because we want to immerse ourselves in as much as we can to make as big of an impact as we can? And maybe it'll also support the agency. Yeah, I, I mean, they they they're, they exist independently of the agency for their own because they're valuable on their own. At some point, we are working to make it so that 
they can benefit one another. Um, Because it would always be great if it benefits the agency more. But at the end of the day, if the agency disappeared tomorrow, I would want those projects to stay in existence and we would keep pouring our heart and our resources into keeping them going and keeping them fresh with content and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because the potential impact that they can have is just so massive. And, yes. and you guys, you're just so passionate about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned something before and, and so, you know, there's um, stuff you've told me about. Also, um, you guys, you run the agency. You both have had, uh, maybe both of you, C- CGD. And is it both of you? So I have chronic, I have CGD, chronic granulomatous disease, and Sherry has okay. um, CFS. Which is it's M E C F M E C F S. It's a lot of letters. Just CFS, just chronic fatigue syndrome. Now it's um, it's under the name. It's under a new name with M E slash C F S because chronic fatigue syndrome just does not cover what it actually is. <laughs> it's so, a terrible name for a horrible thing. So there's essentially two. Hers is an autoimmune disease. And mine is a congenital okay. immune dysfunction. So there's there's similarities between them, and then there's differences. Um, I was essentially born with a defective immune system, where my immune system won't activate properly. So I don't. It doesn't fight off. It doesn't even. It may recognize infection, but it can't do anything to stop it. So it just kind of sits there, lets it walk in the door, ravage and do horrible things, and then all the medications I I take, they actually deal with with the, the resulting infections and that kind of stuff. Um, that's, that's it. Wow. At like the simplest level. Yeah, um, mine's the opposite. It's in overdrive. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish her, her immune system's doing everything. Mine isn't, it's just doing it times a hundred and on the steroids. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so talk about what it's like running an agency. I mean, there's so many layers here. So you're running an agency as a husband and wife team, which in and of itself has some challenges slash great benefits. Mm-hmm. But you also are both operating with these these autoimmune, autoimmune I can't even say it, <laughs> autoimmune diseases. I mean, what's that like? That's it's hard. challenging. Yeah. Um, and I think it's what we've tried to do. What And this is what we're doing right now, what we've been working on this year is finding ways to make it fit regardless of um some of the inconsistencies it may create in our our routine so um if i i can get sick unexpectedly but what we've done a lot of work to do is structure the agency in a way so that my health challenges don't influence the productivity of the agency um and then we we're doing the same to benefit for sherry as well so that like the agency can operate and still do what it needs to do, regardless of where we are, whether we're feeling, you know, a 10 at a best or a one at the worst. Um, it's taken mm-hmm. some time to get there, but we've done a lot of tweaks, excuse me, to make to, to get it to that point. Um, and that's that was part of also why um, we lopped off some of the services that were that made that challenging. So getting rid of development and tech as an internal thing and instead having partners who are interested in working with pleasure clients made it so that I'm not a bottleneck. Um, cause before I right. was doing all the technology stuff, um, and I was doing all the dev and I would bring in uh, a team to help me where I needed help. Um, but if I'm becoming a bottleneck, that becomes a problem. So by just having collaborative partners being transparency with the clientele about that, 
I'm no longer a bottleneck. They can work directly with the tech team. Um, we work with them to make sure that it facilitates so that the end result is as promised and it can deliver the ROI as, you know, as discussed in the SOW. Um, but it doesn't require our uh, direct involvement in order to get the deliverable. So uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, but that's part of, I mean, cause it is a real challenge and it, it has been. So yeah. whenever we're, we try really hard to be adaptable. So like when we're presented with a challenge and we realize something might become a recurring issue, we start then and there to begin developing strategy to deal with that. So it may take a little while to be able to actually implement on the strategy, but that's always a thing. We're looking at things. Okay. We're seeing this repeating problem. Now let's figure out how do we address that and how do we move forward in a way so that that problem no longer becomes a problem. Um, it also goes back to what, what we were talking about with working from home. That was super important to us. That's why we started our business in the first place was because he, his illness had gotten to the point where it was really hard for him to work at all. And I was a new mom. So we wanted something that we could do from home. And that's kind of how we've been doing it the whole time. And it's still true for us because we need that flexibility that like if we had a really bad night, we sleep till noon, we can still get in a full day's work and it doesn't have yep. a massive impact of if we had to go into an office, it would just create so much more difficulty for us. Yeah, I mean, I, we can work at 3 a.m., um, without having to like uh, get dressed and drive to the actual physical office, and it has no bearing on the 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 work that we produce, and that's one of the things I really love about what we're doing. Yeah, it's it's it changes everything. That's amazing. I mean, you guys have worked to find solutions for what otherwise would be you know showstoppers, you know, challenges that would have stopped other people in their tracks. Um, and you've been able to kind of embrace it and say, hey, we can work through this and find solutions and implement them and still be super successful and chase our passions. Uh, and, and I think a lot of, I, I admire the hell out of that because I think a lot of people just say, well, I'm going to throw my hands up and take disability or you know whatever. Um, so I, I really admire the heck out of that. Um, what is a, a, an audio book? And it could be professional or personal or whatever an audio book or a podcast or a show that you guys just can't get enough of right now. Oh, okay. Can we give more than one? Cause that's my first response. <laughs> I've been into the Netflix reality shows, like all of them. <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> all um, of them. Oh, the, the circle is my absolute favorite and uh, perfect match. I've been getting into that a lot lately. And it's funny cause I haven't watched, reality shows in years but netflix has been doing a good job they're very diverse not a lot of caddy so like i'm i'm digging them yeah and i i will say we i just got um invited to read the book that's it's not out yet by an author named zachary zane it is oh give me one second uh, boy yes boy slut it is it is really intriguing I really appreciate it. Um, I guess you would just get it at any, when it comes out, I guess you would get it at any bookstore, but it's essentially his journey um, through his own sexuality, like from being a little kid all the way up to like, he's, he's a renowned author and sex educator and 
he made a massive transition from he worked in the medical field in Mass General Hospital. Um, and then he switched over to being a sex writer. So he wrote for columns and a bunch of, you know, big mainstream magazines um, and then websites and stuff. And he describes what motivated that tra that transformation and, and what his life was like. And I'm like, I am very intrigued by it. I'm a little over halfway through it and I'm really digging it. Um, it it's wild too, because I spent some time in Mass General Hospital. So like the fact that he worked okay. there for a minute and, and all of that isn't lost on me. I appreciate it. Um, and as far as um, shows, it, it's not, I mean, this isn't related to sex or work or whatever, but I just, sure. I just watched, finished the show. It's, I think it's a Korean show. It is Kill Bok Soon. Um, it's like martial arts and a story, but it's like, it's very short though. It's only like eight episodes or something like that, but it's really, really cool. Um, and I, I'm, I, I, I dig martial arts shows and I really, um, and digging a lot of like the Korean, like episodic stuff. Um, so that mm -hmm. one, and then the, the house husband one, which is anime animation rather. And it's, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, that one's really funny. I'm, I'm in like, I don't know. I'm probably like, I'm in the first season toward the end, but that they're both on okay. Netflix. Um, I'm big fans of those. I, I don't know. Awesome. I, I love media. I love TV and movies and all of that. So I could keep going on and on and telling you a million things. But I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep we'll keep the list in suspense and let people think, you know, go with these. What about um, per, again, personally or professionally? What's a tool that you've recently kind of rolled into your life that you find indispensable these days? Digital, physical, whatever. Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. We've been rolling yeah, a lot of AI into what we're doing, making it work for like we we we're not having it create original content for us. It's just a partner. It's so so helpful as a partner to bounce ideas off of, and oh, that's why I like it the most. It's super helpful for me with like my brain fog and finding the right words for things. So I'll put it in and be like, "What's a better word for this in this sentence than this one mm -hmm. word?" And it will come that's where I use it like so much for just coming up with better ideas, better words for things like trying to find words that I actually can't, I know, but can't find in my brain at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. been amazing. Cause we, we use Grammarly a lot. We use the thesaurus and, but now it's like chat GBT is a thesaurus. It is a dictionary. Yeah. It does understand some of that. So it's removed some of the other steps in content creation, which has been really cool. Um, and then we've got some other AI tools we're exploring that we're going to start, trying to roll out content in them shortly. Um, other tools, let me see. OBS Studio, we use that all the time for like, mm -hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what is the word? Recording video. Um, uh, That's a cool one. Yeah, I'm, try <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, some cool tools. <laughs> nah, if, if that's where you're at and that's the one that's you know occupying so much of your time, I love it. Um, and then, and then typically I'll ask what's an invaluable piece of business advice that you can impart on other agency owners for you guys. I'll twist it up a little bit and say, what's a vital piece of, 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 uh, business advice from the perspective of a married couple running an agency. Oh, Oh, wow. For other married couples or for everyone. Yeah. You're not unique. There's so many agency owners out there. Uh, you know, I'm friends with a couple, I went to high school with the husband and they've been running the agency in South Jersey for 20 something years. 
So, you know, I, I think there's a unique perspective that you have that you found so many ways to make it successful. What's something that's super valuable that you can share? I would say try to make sure that you try to fit the business around the relationship versus the relationship around the business. Yeah, that's a good one. I know that's easier said than done. I think, um, oh, but, go ahead. I oh no, no, you go. No, no, I was going to go with something different. So go ahead. But that's one of the ones I think as like specifically for in working with your significant other, I, that's mm -hmm. one that, cause it comes in so many forms where it's like, you've got to make a choice or like, for instance, if like, okay, we, I'm trying to think. So for, for example, if it's a choice be between, do I go to this event for business or there's something going on with the relationship or health wise, how do you make that choice? Well, mm -hmm. by kind of like saying our relationship and us as humans are always the priority. We kind of, that can be your deciding factor. And especially if you feel guilt over the decision, you can say, Hey, that's our defining, our deciding factor. We put the humans before we put the business. Mm, love that. Sherry, what was the one you were going to say? Mine was just the one that I probably always tell people is just to make sure that you have clear roles and you know your roles and responsibilities and then um, respect that. Yeah, stay in yeah. your lane. Yeah, stay in your lane. I had I, I, I had to it. do the most work with that. I had to do the most work, to be honest, with yeah, we both, learning we to stay in my did, lane. We both did at different periods of time. So that's why I think it's super important because it did cause a lot of... Uh, frustration and tension when we first started our business we were younger so we didn't really know better mm -hmm. but and we never ran a business before so you know but once we learned it and we put it in place it changed everything and our, our business grew faster because we weren't constantly stepping on the toes of the person who's doing who's supposed to be leading the one thing because you want to have your voice and you want your opinion you know you can have your voice and your opinion but somebody has to be the one to make the final decisions and to take the lead uh, can I add another like kind of bonus cursory thing? Keep it light and fun too. Find bonus material, to go for it. it. Find ways to enjoy it and keep it fun with each other. Like, yeah, it's business and it's, you know, how you make your living, but don't miss the opportunities to have fun with each other and just enjoy the business process. Because I think you'll be, you'll enjoy the business um, more thoroughly that way if you, if you find ways to have fun with it. Um, and I say that having come from, when we used to do commercial property, I, I just have to relate this story. So when I talked to the former or former person we used to work with, um, and we were talking about how back, you know, this is going back more than 20 years ago, uh, we used to do the snow removal and all of that, um, or about 20 years ago, I don't know, it, it's going back a ways. And like, I was I was really bad about not having fun at work. I was like, I was very old school in that work is work. You don't mess around you don't play you don't stop to talk you work so you know we do long <laughs> hours like uh, and it's very manual labor so if you're doing like eight hours 10 hours 12 18 hours it's like the entire time you're working hustling and then i look back and i'm like god damn i was horrible like <laughs> i missed opportunities <laughs> to have fun Dancing with that and shuffling singing and having fun and <laughs> I was, I, I was, People are watching us. Yeah. and like, we could have just been having fun. We could have brought a speaker and just been like, turn up the music yeah. and gotten probably we were productivity would have probably skyrocketed. Yeah. 
had had sure. I had more of a relaxed <laughs> mentality. That's the old me. The new me is much more relaxed. I understand how to get the work done and enjoy myself and be, make Lessons the team learned. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, for being so candid about you know the work that you're doing, the goals that you have, the impact that you want to make and that you are making. Um, so thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me. Thank oh, you. you're very welcome. Good. Thank you. Yeah, this was this was really nice. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.